I can really only think of three words that describe how I feel right now. Wow, wow, wow. There is a revival in the Missouri district. There is a mighty move of God. I'd like to encourage you by saying this. If the circumstances that we have had in the last few days would have been such in Raleigh, North Carolina, or anywhere in North Carolina, uh, the meeting would have been totally called off because nobody would have come. Because those folks down south don't know how to drive in ice and snow. But you folks are most skillful. I know that because you made it here tonight. What an outstanding service this has been this evening. I am thrilled beyond my words to express my gratitude, the high honor, the privilege, and yet the great responsibility of speaking in this phenomenal meeting this afternoon. I too want to give honor to your great leadership. These men have made a powerful team of influence and impact for the kingdom of God. You are greatly blessed. The hospitality has been five-star, exceptional, the care and the kindness. They have waited on us so wonderfully and so marvelously. And I just want to say thank you for all of your kindness to us, your generosity, your hospitality. It's been great being here. And tonight, I look forward to a great move of the Holy Ghost in the conclusion with many people being filled with the Holy Ghost for the very first time. If you have never received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, you're about that far from it right now. Matter of fact, I'm gonna say you're about three hallelujahs from speaking in that heavenly language as a spirit. Will the church join with me and believe that right now? Praise God. I also wanna take just a moment and, and tell you how much I appreciate this great worship team the talent, the skill, the anointing, the commitment. You are blessed with some of the finest in Pentecost. You need to give them a great big hand tonight. Let them know you appreciate it. Now, I'm going to ask you to work with me as I preach this message because I'm not going to do it the traditional Pentecostal pulpit ethical way. I don't know where we got that anyway. I don't find it in the book of Acts. I don't find it in the books of the Bible that I have no problem with it, but we step up and we say, now I'm gonna preach tonight on this subject. And I'm gonna be reading from this passage of scripture. And so I don't even think that's what happened at Pentecost. I don't think Peter said, turn to your Bibles, please, to Joel chapter two. There wasn't any Bible, there wasn't any way. He just kind of walked off into it. Now I want you to worship the Lord with me as I minister this evening. It's very critical that you worship the Lord with me in the word just as you worship in the music, just as you worship in the songs. If we will worship in the Word, there will be a breakthrough in this place tonight of gigantic proportion. God bless you, you may be seated. So let me walk into this message. I'm thrilled to have my wife with me this evening. She doesn't travel with me just a whole lot anymore and it's a special, special privilege to have her by my side and I thank her for being with me, sharing this passion, this ministry. And I'm always better when she's with me. And I appreciate her being here tonight. 
I want to address what I sense the Spirit is speaking to me relative to where the church is. Key word, now. The theme of your camp meeting has been the word now. I have the mic, I have the liberty, I have the platform, and I feel I have the mind of the Spirit as to what God has been speaking to me relevant to where the apostolic church is right now. I want to reveal to you our greatest battle, our most significant challenge, our field of conflict, our culture of contradiction, confusion, and possibly captivity. Without doubt, we have entered into midnight madness. The transition from the time from chaos, confusion, and craziness. How many know those three words kind of speak of the last few years in America? Chaos, confusion, and craziness. It's just prayer to the breaking of the dawn called the rapture of the New Testament church. I love that song we sung, reminding me of my days in Bible college. Goodbye, world, goodbye. I want you to know there is a rapture ready, ransom, redeemed church of Jesus Christ in this world right now. Clap your hands if you're glad to be a part of it. So I felt tonight, in lieu of all the craziness, the confusion, chaos, Paul said in Romans 8, 31, what shall we then say to these things? It's as if Paul is feeling the pressure we're feeling. Somebody needs to say something. And what shall we then say to these things? What is our proper response to the unprecedented pressure to accept to adapt and to adopt what many would describe as the new norm for the apostolic church. I rise to tell you right off the bat tonight, I resist, I reject, and I re rebuke what this world is trying to do to this apostolic church. I refuse to accept what they call the new norm for our church. We are being pressured to conform. Pressured to conform. So much that Paul used that verse when he said, be not conformed unto this world. One translation of that says, don't let them squeeze you into their mold. Don't let them squeeze you into their mold. And they're trying to do so. And if they did, when we conform, we will deform. And it will make us to become what we are not, what we never have been, and what we shall never be. That is a church filled with fear, doubt, and unbelief. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not the apostolic church. This church is not filled with doubt. It's not filled by fear, and it is not filled with unbelief. They want us to become a church that's filled with depression, filled with disgust, filled with defeat. That never has been us. It's not us tonight. It never shall be us. You're in a Holy Ghost apostolic church tonight where there is power. 
They want our saints to become spectators. Spiritually disconnected and distanced. Minimized to professing professional Pentecostals. Afraid to participate. They want us to acquiesce and agree to empty church buildings, empty parking lots, empty prayer rooms, and empty baptismal tanks. I can tell right now as I feel in this, this room, in this atmosphere, this is a generation, this is an area, this is a church that is not going to acquiesce to anything like empty church buildings, empty parking lots, empty prayer rooms, empty baptismal tanks. This church is full tonight, and that is the will of God. So what shall we say to these things? What should be our response? Here is what I sense the Holy Ghost to be speaking to me as to his strategy for victory, progress, and productivity. Everybody shout, now. now. Be ready now. This is profound. This is deep. This is heavy stuff. But this is what the Spirit spoke to me. You want victory? You want revival? You want growth? You want spiritual productivity? Here it is. Be who we are and do what we do. If we will be who we are and do what we do, there will be an apostolic revival like the world has never, ever seen. And all we have to do is be who we are and do what we do. Clap your hands to affirm that statement tonight. The demise of dead, dull denominationalism in America is undeniable. I rise to preach tonight. We have no competition. There is no place like this place. There is nothing comparable to this. There is nothing like this. That's the reason Peter said, this is that. It's not this is like that. This is that. I welcome you tonight to where your miracle is, your revival is, and your blessing is. While they are, I'm speaking of the denominational world in America, while they are bowing, bending, and backing away from the word of God and the power of God, all we must do to seize this moment for revival, evangelism, and church growth is simply be who we are and do what we do. I want to preach to you this evening that while they are closing buildings, we will open the ones they are closing. While they're going out of business, we're going into business. While they're giving up, we're getting fired up. While they're turning back, we're going to attack. This is our moment. I don't know who the NAM director is here, but I got a word for you. We're fixing to have buildings like you ain't never seen before. 
We're not only going to buy buildings, they're going to give us buildings because they have no more use for them. Because America has declared that church is unessential. But I'm preaching to people tonight that know church is not non-essential. That church is our life. It is our joy. It is our peace. It is our power. We will gather the flocks that they are scattering. Clap your hands and give God praise right now. Our disenchanted, diseased, and desperate world has been positioned for who we are and what we have. While everybody else is bowing, all we have to do is stand. While everybody else is going backwards, all we have to do is take our position in God. We possess the message to say, we have the power to deliver and we have the virtue to heal. I say to you tonight, we are the only hope for a helpless world. There's no help in politics. There's no help in our culture. There's no help in our reform systems. The only help America can get is to obey Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Everyone is prophesying a revival and a return of the backsliders. I believe that. If you believe that, will you shout amen? But one thing is absolutely necessary. When they return home, they must find a home that still looks the way it looked when they left, still feels the way it felt when they left. When they come back, they need to hear the same message. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Acts 2.38, John 3.3, John 3.5. What I'm saying is we just need to be who we are and do what we do. Some I shout yes. yes. So when all of this craziness started, like every preacher that I know, you know, we're put on the spot. The Bible says that we should be able to give a reason of the hope. And folks start asking us, what's going on? What should we do? How should we feel? What is our proper response? So I went to prayerful pursuit for the proper response to the church right now. I felt the Spirit lead me to an answer. How should we think? What should we do? Where is instruction? And how can we get direction? I'm very happy to tell you tonight, if you're new to Pentecost, the Bible has the answer to every dilemma in your life. The Bible has the answer to every struggle in your life. The man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We sing about the power of our worship, the power of our praise, but there's nothing greater than the power of the word of God. While we're having revival, we need a revival. We need a church that will go back to the Bible. Lift up your Bible if you have one right now and give God praise for the word of God. 
so in my perplexity, in my pursuit, in my hunger for direction, what should I say to people? How am I going to respond? The Bible is such an amazing book. So the Lord directed me to a very unique passage of Scripture. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 6. And this is my text for this evening. Jeremiah 29, 4 through 6. Now listen to the word. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives. How many of you in the last year or two felt like we were becoming captives in our own country? He said, now when you go into captivity, I'm going to give you conduct for captivity. I'm going to show you how you should live when you feel like you're in captivity. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Here's this deep, dark revelation that has excited my soul. <laughs> when I read it, I'll have to wake you up when I get through. But you don't see what I'm seeing. God said, when you go into captivity, here's what I want you to do. Build houses. Dwell in them. Plant gardens. And eat the fruit of them. Take wives and beget sons and daughters and Give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there and not diminished. Let's read that one more time. It's so exciting. I know some of you could hardly stay in your chairs when you read that. I could sense your enthusiasm. It just set you on fire. Start at the very beginning again. Verse 4. Jeremiah 29, 4. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away even from Jerusalem unto Babylon. When you get in captivity, when you feel like you're circled, when you feel like you're being attacked, when you feel like you're out of place and you're not where you need to be and everything's in confusion, chaos, and craziness, God said, this is what I want you to do. When you get there, uh, build houses. Uh, go ahead and move into them. Plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take wives, beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons. Give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters. What God is saying is what I'm about to start preaching on for the next few minutes here tonight. What God is saying, if you do want to increase and you do not want to be diminished, all you have to do is stay normal. Stay. No, well, there's nothing exciting about building a house, planting a garden, letting the kids get married, and having grandkids. That, that, that might not be, mean too much to you tonight, except for the fact that some folks are going crazy in this world right now. Even apostolics, some of them are losing their minds. Uh, they're storing up enough groceries to go through the tribulation period. They're going into spiritual convents, building caves in their backyard and hiding from everything and everybody. They won't go to a wedding. They won't go to a funeral. They won't go to a birthday party. They won't even go to church. Losing their minds, going crazy. 
But God said, when this starts happening, don't be wild, don't be weird, don't become wacky, don't go way off, stay normal. Stay normal. Let me encourage the young people here. Go ahead, date that girl and plan a wedding. It's gonna be all right. Let me encourage some of the folks my age, a little younger. You got, you got kids that got married. Go ahead and tell them to have them grandbabies. Go ahead, and if you're building a house, go ahead and build it. You're gonna move into it. Everything's just stay normal. And God said, if you will stay normal, you will not be diminished, but you will be increased. If you'll just stay normal. Somebody shout, stay normal. I would have you to turn around and say, stay normal to some folks. But before you could do that, you'd say, they ain't never been normal. You may be seated. Somebody shout, if we'll stay normal, we will not be diminished. We will be increased. Daniel chapter six reminds me of the world that we've been living in lately. They passed a law that said you could not pray to any other God or any other man except the king for 30 days. A couple years ago, I went to church on Easter and my grand, my son-in-law had me to preach the, the uh, Easter message. A building that will seat a thousand. I preached the Easter celebration to 10 people. That's all our governor will allow to come to church. And the police were riding through the city checking parking lots to see how many cars were there. The 10 that I had was the media people and some worship leaders. Brother Bachelor, I told my preacher friends, this is how I felt. I felt like I missed the rapture and I was still trying to preach. That's all I know to do. Preaching's all I know to do. I felt like, man, the church is gone. I'm here and there's about 10 didn't make it, so I'm just gonna preach to them. But our governor tried to close us down, shut us down completely. When Daniel knew that law was made, the Bible said he opened the windows of his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times, three times a day, and he gave thanks before his God. Now here it is. I'm gonna have to have me above 60 lap on this one probably. For those of you that ever heard me preach, I used to run around the building when I was a young preacher. If I run around the building now, your popcorn would be stale and your pizza would be worn out because you'd be through with your after church snacks before I got back. So I'm cutting my route down now. I hadn't quit running, I just don't run quite as far. The Bible said he prayed three times a day and he gave thanks. And here's the key. As he did a four time. In other words, Daniel said, pass all the laws you want to pass. But I'm going to stay normal. Praying is normal for me. Giving thanks is normal for me. I am going to stay normal. And God said, if you will stay normal, you will not be diminished, but you shall increase. 
I'm almost to where I really want to preach. You may be seated. The end result of that story was not tragedy, but triumph. Because Daniel was delivered. I've always enjoyed the wording of the word of God. Notice carefully. Some people say he was delivered from a lion's den. No, he was delivered from a den of lions. Do you know what the difference in a lion's den and a den of lions is? The den is home for the lion. It's a lion's den when he's not home. But when Daniel was thrown in there, they were home. It was a den of lions and he was delivered from a den of lions because he refused to break normality. You're not gonna change me. You're not gonna turn me into something else. You're not gonna make me accept some kind of new norm that's compromised, that's weakened, that's liberal, that has nothing to do with who I am and what I am. But let me quickly move on. Let me show you how far it really went. Daniel 6, 25 through 28. Then after this, all because Daniel said, as he had done a four time, as he had done a four time, I'm just gonna stay normal. Then the king Darius wrote unto all the people, languages, nations, languages that dwell in all the earth. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, that's a worldwide revival. All the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble, fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, steadfast forever. His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth. He worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. I'm preaching to you tonight. We will have a worldwide revival if we will just stay normal. You don't need to rub a magic lamp. You don't need a genie to appear to you. You don't need some superstitious formula. You don't need some deep, dark revelation. All we gotta do is be what we have been and what God has made us and what God has given us and we will increase. So here's my title tonight. Let's see it. They will put it up for me right now. My faith is high. Here is my title for the rest of this message. Stay apostolic, normal. Stay apostolic, normal. I've come to confirm. I've come to affirm. This church does not need to be redesigned. This church does not need to be redefined or recreated or renewed. What it needs is just be who you are and do what you do. So now I'll preach just a few more minutes on my title. Everybody shout, stay, stay. Apostolic. apostolic, normal. So what is apostolic? Normal. 
Apostolic normal. Everybody shout normal. normal. Apostolic normal is being spiritually intoxicated. They were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And Peter had to explain, it's nine o'clock in the morning. These people are not drunk as ye suppose. Can I preach to you tonight? The apostolic church that filled Jerusalem with their doctrine, turned the world upside down, was an intoxicated church, spiritually intoxicated, high on the Holy Ghost. It's time for us to move away from being social sippers, coming to church just enough to make us a little happy. We need enough Holy Ghost that it changes the way we talk, changes the way we walk, changes the way we act. We need somebody to get drunk on the Holy Ghost in this room tonight. Woo. How long has it been since you carried somebody out of your church speaking in tongues? How long has it been since they were laying all over the auditorium talking in that heavenly language? Ladies and gentlemen, that is apostolic normal. Supernatural growth is apostolic normal. They went from 12 to 120 to 3,000 to 5,000. And then the Bible said multitudes, multitudes. No offense to anybody, but when they come to our church, a church, a world that is getting wilder does not need a church that is getting milder. With the Holy Ghost, we must, must match their intensity. As wild as they are, we must be that wild in the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, yes. Stay apostolic normal. You will not be diminished. You will increase. Here's something I want to talk about. And that is divine disruption is apostolic normal. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we are finishing too many sermons. We are finishing too many sermons. What we need is a man of God in that pulpit and when he's about a third of the way through, half the way through, the congregation receives a word, they rise to their feet and there is a disruption in that sanctuary. Hey, you're not gonna disrespect me if you get the Holy Ghost right now. You're not disrespecting me if you get healed right now. You're not disrespecting me if you run these aisles right now. We have got to stay apostolic normal.
Remain standing just a moment. I got some more to preach, but I, I want you to receive this standing. Dead, dull, boring, Pentecost is not normal. For our guests to come here and understand everything that's going on is not normal. Because on the day of Pentecost, they scream, what meaneth this? When they come to your church, they should turn. Am I safe here? Is everything all right here? Uh, what's going on here? Remember that little story about the little boy came to Pentecost church, went home after church, told his mama, mama, she should have been there. What a service they had. He said, God got after a man and he chased him all the way around the church. I want to set the record straight. That's not God after a man. That's a man after God. Our guests need to see an outbreak of the Holy Ghost. We need a breakout. We need a breakthrough. We need a break in. Our service is not, must not start at 10 and then 12. We need a move of the Holy Ghost that will move in our church. That's apostolic normal. standing just a minute I went to preach one time somewhere United States of America and I'm not as energetic as I used to be but I'm not as young as I used to be but I still out dance a bunch of you So when I got ready to go to the pulpit, they said, uh, Brother Huntley, uh, if you would, uh, stay behind the pulpit so our cameras can get you. You know what I said in North Carolina terminology? Belogna. If I feel like running around this building, I'm gonna run around this building. If I feel like dancing over here, I'm gonna dance over here because there's something more important than your viewing, than your filming, than your video, and that is a move of God. Remain standing. Jesus, 
I wish somebody shout, Jesus. Jesus. Let me tell you, miracles, signs, and wonders are apostolic normal. It's just normal for people to get healed in our services. It's just normal for the supernatural power of God to be made manifest in our services. And the Lord said, if you'll stay normal, if you will not diminish, you will be increased. If you will just stay apostolic normal. I wish I had some help from some gray-headed men. I wish I had some help from some bald-headed men. Because there's a lot of folks thinking we need to change everything about this church to have revival. God said, if you will stay apostolic normal, you will not be diminished. You will increase. What we have preached is still the truth. The way we have lived is still the truth. The doctrine we stand for, still the truth. I'm going to hit this right fast and move on. Sitting at home in your pajamas, eating your Cheerios, and watch, watch, work, watching Sunday morning service is not apostolic. Now, if you got a broke leg, watch it. If you're watching tonight, couldn't get here because of the snow, God bless you. Buy you some dogs and a sled. We'll... See you next Sunday. Whatever. If you can't get here, you can't get here. But don't think for a moment that sitting at home is the same as being in church. It is not apostolic. Apostolic normal is, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Holiness is apostolic normal. Separation is apostolic normal. Apostolic identity is normal. We are not weird. We're not radical. We're not fanatical. We are apostolic normal. Stay where you are. Unless you want to run. I think some boys must have got the message from the last camp meeting. Well, there's a few down here on the front row of the last camp meeting. I tell those young boys, I'm 72 years old. I really can't run like I used to run. Brother Wilford and I used to play a lot of softball back in the day when I'd come to Missouri and preach youth camps. Them days are over. <laughs> and I got news for everybody. The older I am, the greater I was. But those boys sitting up front row, I said, I need some designated runners here. I said, when I point to you, you take a lap around this building in my name. <laughs> Dedicated to me. Clear the room, we're fixing to have a little relay here. Make some aisles. Because it may be that it's been a while since some of you Pentecostals saw somebody run the aisles. Some of our guests need to see somebody run the aisles. Because that's apostolic normal. 
That's apostolic normal. How about some of you in the back take off? Give God some praise. The Lord said if we would stay apostolic normal, we will not diminish. We will be increased. Shouting is apostolic normal. Dancing is apostolic normal. Being happy is apostolic normal. Being joyful is apostolic normal. Dancing is apostolic normal. Running the aisles is apostolic normal. The Lord said if you'll stay normal. If it's been a while since you talked in tongues, lift your hands. Somebody's gonna touch you right now because talking in tongues is apostolic normal. Receiving the Holy Ghost is apostolic normal. Being baptized in Jesus' name is apostolic normal. Being delivered from alcoholism is apostolic normal. Being freed from drugs is apostolic normal. Lift your hands right now. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Somebody will lay their hands on your head and you will speak in tongues because that's apostolic normal. Come on, church. Let's have a breakthrough tonight. Let's have a breakout tonight. If you haven't shouted in a while, come on, give God some praise. If you haven't danced in a while, come on, give God some praise. There's nothing crazy about this. It's apostolic normal. Lift your hands and receive the